hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass Sober Thoughts, where Christian and I talk about all the movies that we watched this November and rate them while completely and utterly sober. So Christian, did you enjoy our theme this month? Oh uh, yeah, I love Disaster November. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was alright. Is there any movies you wish we would have covered? Mmm. That I wish we would have covered. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's a toughie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love Volcano. That was one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. growing up. That was good. Uh, and maybe Armageddon. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned Armageddon when we were doing this, mm-hmm. but we cut it out to do either Geostorm or uh, one of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Not Twister. There's Geostorm, Twister, Moonfall, and the one we just watched. Twenty twelve. Yeah, I think we cut it to either do 2012 or Geostorm. Yeah. But I did mention Armageddon doing mm. this. What about you? Guys, I'm sorry if we got, we're got recording this in the daytime, so there's a lot of cars going by. So if you hear them, I'm sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> lots of cars, lots of cars. Um, yeah, so do you think you're going to be doing different ratings during different movies? What do you mean? Like we rave the movie, but I'm like, are you gonna are you prepared to give it a new rating? I'll probably give it the same rating. You think so? Is that what this is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that our combined rating or just what you gave it? It's what we both give it. Oh, I see you okay, for Twister we had different ratings. I mm-hmm. forgot we like get rated at the same like two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Three weeks, because I think our last movie in October was like that. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, we started this month with Geostorm. And we really hated this movie. Yeah. I, I, I stand by my three rating. Really? I stand by that. Um, I said that you told all your best jokes and I had to cut a lot of them. How do you feel about that? Yeah. What, what jokes did you cut? I can't remember because yeah. they got cut. Were they just inappropriate? Yeah. I said Christian is a liar and a player. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I did not like Geostorm. Sahara chose the worst movies, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But she chose them because we can talk about them, so I gotta <laughs> thank her for that. Okay. I chose the good movies. So, do you remember when we were talking about if Dean Delver was an asshole? If who? Dean Delver was an asshole. Dean Delver? Ke- yeah, we kept making that joke. Who's Dean Delver? I think he's the director. Oh. <laughs> Wait, do you remember that? Probably. <laughs> so, I researched it. He doesn't seem to seem like an asshole from my research. He just has a bad habit of making terrible movies. She has movies, a bad habit of being bad at directing. Yeah, movies like The Patriot. Yeah. Um, Christian's like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, looking back on it, Patriot wasn't good, but, like, the cinematography was really good. But, like, the overall, like, plot wasn't good. And I feel, But I feel like that was more of a, a Mel Gibson thing. <laughs> Mel Gibson being Mel Gibson, after all. So, did you like the plot of this movie? Um... It was kind of like 2012, mm-hmm. but like there's a way to stop it. Like 2012 was like a bunch of stuff happening around the world, mm-hmm. uh, but this was the same thing. But like, oh well, but we can stop it, and it's all like man-made, you know. And I'm like, I guess. And I thought the whole um, it would have been better if it was if it's, if the satellite was just like out of control on mm-hmm. its own. Yeah. And like, and not like. Oh, the pres- the vice president or secretary, the uh, White House security guy, right? It was like the secretary. The secretary. Was- it was the secretary of state. They made like his position very like. Anyway, they made it like that one politician mm. just trying to be president or, or whatever yeah. and declare war on the world. Mm. And I was like, all right, whatever. It would have been cooler if it was just like 
a computer virus or something. I feel it like it was a computer virus. Well, but they put it there intentionally. Like yeah. I'm talking like if it was something out of our control that caused all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just me though. But how practical is this story? Practical? Yeah. I mean, not very. Weather, <laughs> weather doesn't work like that. Uh-huh. And why would we? I mean, they said in the movie that like uh, because of climate change, they mm-hmm. built the satellite, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Dutch boy. Dutch boy or whatever. But like. It just, like, I don't think that's possible, like, at all. <laughs> at all. Really? I don't think there's anything you can do to make the weather change like that. Yeah. Well, maybe it was something that could suppress extreme weather, but because they kind of made it seem like it could, like... Like, I feel like the way that they made this movie is that it was, like, Dutch Boy could do it all. But I, mean, I feel like it was more, like, Dutch Boy could suppress a lot of things, but it couldn't, like, suppress, like... A tsunami you know what i mean like if it's going to happen it's going to happen but if it's like an extreme tsunami okay well i can suppress that into well tsunami levels. isn't even weather a tsunami is like an earthquake and well, earthquakes like weathery you can't stop an earthquake well okay that'd be like stopping the earth yeah but like i mean so tsunami i know what you mean but, mm. but like tsunami is like an earthquake but do you know what i mean though? yeah but like it's more like because even if you were to stop weather like, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Because, like, weather changing is just, like, a part of our, like, a part of living on Earth, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you can't you can't stop a hurricane mm-hmm. because that's just how, like, the jet stream and other air currents just work, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they're always moving, and occasionally they'll form, like, a storm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we... Uh, our tornado season as we talked about in twisters in like april and may mm-hmm. like you know it just happens and then you like get out of the way just yeah. you know but like i don't know i just feel like it's not very practical just yeah. because like it's not very realistic no either. i agree it's very far from realistic yeah and it's not even like in the science fiction like oh this is what we could be like i don't think this is ever going to be possible yeah i say in like 100 years we're gonna like have <laughs> weather altering but you well know. it wasn't possible in our lifetime mm-hmm. So, would you like to comment on the International Space Station with just white people? It wasn't just white people, but it was very much white people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, because I remember there, there was like that, s- <laughs> there was that scene where they saw Tokyo getting fucked up by like a hailstorm, mm-hmm. and then they cut to like the one Japanese guy on mm-hmm. the space station. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were all, like, I, me, me and Sakura were watching the movie, and we kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, the one guy from India, and mm-hmm. he died, like, right away, because he mm-hmm. was gonna... He, he found out that mm-hmm. someone was tampering with Dutch yeah. Boy, and they killed him for it. Yeah. So, like, it's just, like... I mean, there were other characters. They kind of killed mm-hmm. them all, or they were just side characters. But do you remember when the, uh... What's that guy? The secretary was like, Oh, we're gonna make America great again, like it was in 1945. So I was like, what's so well, great about 1945? I mean... So I put it here. Is that we won World War II. So go Boomers. Go. Those weren't even Boomers. I know, but they came after that. So they, they were literally a product of that. Boomers exist because people came back and were like, I'm horny. <laughs> Jim Crow ended. More people moved. Jim Crow did not end. Okay. That's what the white people say. All right. Okay. <laughs> Middle class became bigger. We got out of the Great Depression. And I feel like 1945 was probably good for him because he was probably a kid during that time. He wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for 1945. Yeah, literally. 
So that's why he has such a 1945 is great because 1945 is good. Oh my god. And I was just like, why why that year? You know what I mean? We did kind of wipe two cities off the map that year. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's just because uh, he was trying to say, like, oh, because, like, uh, America was, like, a leader on the world stage. And, and I'm like, I mean, we kind of are still. That's what I'm saying. It's like, we so still are. Like, I don't understand why. I just feel like him being a villain, like. Yeah, that was. It was just like, he needed. Written. Like, yes. And I felt like the writer. And, okay, so the writer and the director, they're the same guy. They. Which tells you a lot. <laughs> it was literally like. Okay, he needs to have a reason for why he's doing this. I think in this point, I. I feel like it's better to have your villain not be motivated at all, or just because, like, oh, because I can. Because I can. It's because I'm an having, asshole. Yeah, it's better than having, like, a bullshit reason. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Definitely. Like... That was such a bullshit reason. It was. Why did you like Dubai? Like, D- destruction? Dubai? Yeah. I asked you what your favorite destruction thing was, so oh. why was it Dubai? I don't like Dubai. What? You don't like Dubai? Dubai is just like... Because of the people? Dubai... No, not because of the people. (laughs) Dubai is just like... It's everything wrong with society, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just like exorbitant like wealth Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, if you... If you've like never seen like people... Like, Like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... It's very like... It's what people think Vegas is, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just very, like, mm-hmm. money-centric. Yeah. And it's where all the rich people go mm-hmm. for things. Like, you can't you can't live in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Like, it is too expensive, even for, like, the ultra-rich to live in Dubai. Like, you have to be, like, top, like, 0.001% of earners on mm-hmm. Earth to live there. And no one would live there. Mm-hmm. It literally just exists to be rich people's, like, playhouse, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that... It, it deserves to get wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sucks for all, like, the people they have that are, like, forced to, like, work there. Yeah. You know? Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're currently filming this as the World Cup in Qatar is going on. We're currently filming? Or recording, my bad. We're currently <laughs> recording this as the World Cup in Qatar go- is going on. I am not watching it because I don't agree with slavery. And neither should you assholes. <laughs> let's quick, a- let's quick, alienate quick, everybody. Quick, look up who built all the stadiums. Alright, so we both rated this a 3. Do you still agree with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I It only has a 3 out of 10 because it was funny to watch. Not funny, it was fun mm-hmm. to watch cities get destroyed. Yeah. Like, 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 and that's why disaster movies are fun. Yeah. So next we covered Moonfall. So our bad science mm-hmm. counter that we did take in the episode was eleven. We got it to eleven. Yeah, we did a bad science counter for uh. We did a lot of last them. one, didn't we? Yeah, I think we didn't we do did. one for Twister. I don't think we did. No, I don't think yeah, we did. we did do one for 2012, though. But yeah, we did Yeah, we did one for 2012, we did one for Moonfall, but it was 11. And remember when I said that I wanted to know the correlation between box office success dates? Well, apparently that's a thing. The what? Like, I was like, oh, this movie came out in January? You put all the sucky movies in January. And I was like, oh, I wonder why they do that. So I looked it up. Oh, I looked up why boring slash bad movies come out in the first three months of the year, and it's called Dump Months. Dump Months. So, domestic audience during these periods are smaller than the rest of the year, so no tentpole movies are released. You know what tentpole means? Oh, yeah, big, big movies. But do you know, like, what that means? Like the circus? Yeah. 
Okay. Like it's it's the main event. It's what holds the circus tent up. You oh, know? cool, cool, cool. So January and February are usually the most common described, uh, like dump months. Tough this bear. way, and it's the same with like August and September. So you get all your blockbusters and like the Christmas season, and then like the summer, and it's like yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Which is crazy too, though, because I feel like you could take advantage of that mm-hmm. and just release your like super high budget film in those months and it would be the only film people go to see during those months yes bro so i i put the term comes from the belief that studios use the time periods as dumping ground for the movies that are contractually obligated to release but believed to have small commercial prospects at best mm-hmm. and i thought that's really crazy considering this film's budget because it was big well because with like you said with like they're contractually obligated to mm-hmm. <laughs> i almost messed up that word that's okay but it's like um I mean, they they signed a deal with these with, with these people because like all like the those big studios like, mm-hmm. um, God, what's a big movie studio? I'm a film major. I should know this. Like Paramount, mm-hmm. Paramount, um, Disney. Disney's Disney's honestly like its own thing. Yeah. Like, dis like back in the day, the big they were the big five. They were like mm-hmm. Paramount, RKO, um, a bunch a uh, bunch of other studios. Sony. No, Sony didn't exist yet. Well, okay, Sony did exist, but they didn't Excuse make those movies. Me. Oh, Warner Bros. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, it was the one with the lady holding the Columbia. Yeah. Yeah, Columbia, Columbia, yeah. Warner Brothers, RKO, Paramount, and there was one more. RKO doesn't exist anymore. Like those, they are just, they are either the movie makers, mm-hmm. or there are the movie, like, pro- like producers, like the sellers, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, because in back in the day they. It, it got taken, like, all the way up to, like, Congress and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, okay, you can't make the movie and, pr- like, uh, sell the movie, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. You have to... It has to be different companies, because mm-hmm. that will create a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, so a lot of companies either stuck to making the movie, and a lot of companies stuck to, like, getting the movie out there. Oh, you know? do you know what I just heard? That's Distri- Distributors, that's yeah. what I heard. Uh, do you know what I just heard on TikTok recently that kind of relates to this? Oh, yeah. I heard that Disney can only release, like, so many movies in a year. It's like, okay, you can't release, like, 35 movies, because then it'll just only be, like, those studio movies that Disney owns and stuff. I just feel like that wouldn't be a good business model either. Yeah. Just because you'd be like, I feel like you would get into the quality over quantity argument, yeah. and also just the fact that you can't realistically expect mm-hmm. to just like start shelling out movies like that. Yeah. Like Disney sell- puts out movies at a really good pace right now. Mm-hmm. I don't expect that to change. Oh okay. Really. There's no way. I mean, like they could. Is Disney? Disney is like one of the top companies on the planet. Mm-hmm. They could, mm-hmm. but it's like you would be overworking your employees like to an unhealthy amount. That's crazy. They would. They Do would. You think they no one would want to work at Disney. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, like because, and like I like <laughs> I I know why you went like, but like literally like dis it it, it, it sucks to work at Disney. Parks, oh, I know. I at know. Disney parks. I know. I saw a girl who did a twenty-four hour shift. How was that legal? How is that legal? Like, it, it, it sucks to work for, at Disney Parks. Yeah, I know. She did a 24-hour shift, shift because the whole park was open for 24 hours, and she just kept picking up shifts and stuff. Uh, and I was like, how is that allowed? I'd end it all, bro. Literally. But, like, anyway. But, yeah. So, when it comes to, like, contractually, like, they're obligated to release these movies, mm-hmm. it's because of that. Like, you can either make the movie or you can distribute the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, you, when you're the distributor... You signed the contract with these people to like 
you okay, you will get these movies out there mm-hmm. and you wanna do what will make you the most money is put the really good movies, your end games, mm-hmm. your midsummers, mm-hmm. your, you know, big good movies, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, in these slots because you know they'll make money. Yeah. But you have to release all of these movies too. Mm-hmm. So you're like Okay, well, this will interfere with Midsummer. Mm-hmm. People might go see this instead of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to release this yet because it might get in the way of uh, ins- insert other big movie. Is that why movies always take forever to come out? Well, it's like, mo- oh, they made this in 2012, but it's coming out like next year. It's like, what? I mean, movies like kind of just take a while too. Like, I like I know like the second Avatar is coming out like this this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, this year, and it's been like ten years since the last one. That's crazy. I just also I just feel like. James Cameron's got other things to do, you know? Like what? Well, he made his bag with Titanic and the first Avatar. Mm. So he kind of doesn't care. I feel like... I feel like... I feel like he I feel cares. like he was... I feel like he was approached to direct this movie. I don't think he came up with the idea to direct... I mean, he might have. I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. know anything about Avatar 2. Yeah. But I feel like he, he could have been... He, he would have been fine not making a second Avatar movie. Yeah. I feel... He, he needed to pay rent. <laughs> oh, man. So, or back hit, to or Moonfall. Better yet, hit, his kid's going to school. Back to Moonfall. I feel like these jokes in this movie are super misplaced. What do you think? Same energy as like in Marvel movies. Guys, you might want to come see this. <laughs> it's like this movie was so bad. It's just so it's so, it's hard so to, bad. It's just so hard to get through. It's like I can't give it a zero out of ten, mm-hmm. but I want to. So do it. It's so bad. <laughs> it's it's not even fun. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's not even. It's just like you spend so much time. You spend so much time worrying about the other parts of the film. Mm. Like that shouldn't be possible. That was really dumb. I hate this. When can I turn the Xbox off (laughs) so I can stop watching this? You know, you spend all this worrying about that. You don't get a chance to enjoy the movie, Mm. and it sucks because like this movie has some all right acting like Mm. talent. Like uh, the main character was the guy who played. I guess you could argue who's the main character. What well, I'll look up his name. You have the guy who played Samuel Tarley. You had the guy who played. I'm looking him up right now. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. He played the main guy in Moonfall. Mm-hmm. What, what was his name? You can't remember. You know, uh, this guy. Yeah. Him or whatever. He played Edwin Layton in Midway. You see Midway, right? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you did. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, well, if you see Midway, he's that main intelligence officer that you see who predicted the Pearl Harbor attack or whatever, and they're like, oh, we should have believed you, you know, or whatever. He's he's that guy in the movie. He's the guy who's pred- who they should have believed, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have the guy who's with Samuel Tarley, who was in Game of Thrones for years. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and who who's the main Halle Berry. Ha- yeah, and you had Halle Berry. And who is the other main girl in the movie? Was there, was there another one? I thought there was. There was an, her nanny. And then I mean, uh, uh, okay, Patrick Wilson's ex-wife. Maybe that's something. Else. Anyway, but you had a bit. You had like serious like acting talent. Mm-hmm. People who've like been in the game for years. I now. know, and that's why. I and feel it like they, was so wasted. It was. It, like I wonder how much they made off of this because yeah. like I would not put this on my resume. Yeah. Unless I was like 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 staff like mm. the audio mm. light or sound if i was an actor i wouldn't put this on my resume yeah. i don't want people to think associate me with, with moonfall really like christian's uh, like i'm embarrassed for you like and i'm that's i'm probably just making fun of the whole film genre but it's like this movie was so bad i know like it was it, it was worthy of that bomb and they spent way too much money on it i would have rather just taken the lawsuit of not distributing this movie mm-hmm. than pr- distributing this movie really? because it didn't make its money back it did not make its money back yeah 
That's crazy. Whatever. Not my problem. So, you know how, like, whenever uh, Halle Berry's Joe was, like, in over to space instead of Italy? Space or Italy? Wait, what? Space or Italy. Space or Italy? Yeah. Like, would I rather go space or Italy? Yeah. Where in Italy and where in space? I have no idea. Like, can I go to, like, the moon or something? Yeah. Space. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, my answer is space regardless. <laughs> what does Italy have that space doesn't? Apparently racist people are in Italy. What do you mean? Like, apparently they're really shitty to black people. I mean, that's just Europe. That's crazy, but like... People forget that Europe can be like that just because... Or that some places in Europe, I guess, can be like that. Not all of I've Europe. i so many be- Because they're so used to, like, yeah. American-like level racism. Yeah. It's like... American level racism is like, oh, we're like this uh, because black people are here. Mm-hmm. And then Europe level racism is like, oh, we're like this because we're used to not having, like, minorities here. Yeah. On that, on that note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're getting, we're getting so political. So I say Casey Houseman is our one-liner king, but he had 53 one-liners. He this, bro, he did. I was noticing that film, too. In this film, according to movie quotes and more. I had that in my notes. So I was gonna ask, like, they, there was a lot of one-liners in this movie. Yes, he he alone said 53. I didn't. I wasn't counting that. I was just like, I was like halfway through, and I was like. A close second was uh, Patrick Wilson's character. He was second, <laughs> second highest. We gotta go to the moon. <laughs> So, what was your fave line in this movie? What was my fave line? Yeah. Um, the end title scene when it just said Moonfall, and, and then the credits started <laughs> rolling. And the credits. Yeah. You didn't pay attention to any of the scenes. Oh my. Well, I put, what would Elon do? That, that probably is my favorite. <laughs> that probably is my favorite, looking back on it now. But, like, yeah, fucking... Sam Walt-Harley's character is mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, uh, what would Elon do? Because his character's a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. so I guess he subscribes to the whole bro-Elon thing. So, what do you think of Sunny's side plot? Sunny side? Mm-hmm. What? His son, Sunny. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you said, like, like Sunny side? Mm-hmm. Well, like, Sunny side diner? Like, yeah. that's what I thought you said? I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I did not care. At all? No. I you didn't... didn't care if they would survive or not? No. No one cares. Like, remember when they when the rocket took off from NASA? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, they're not going to make it. And then they make it. And then you see the helicopter that everyone else left in, like, just get fucking obliterated. Yes. I was like... I know, like, what was the point? <laughs> like, uh, in case you And those two guys helped her. Yeah, like, in case you haven't seen the movie, uh, there's, like, a huge tidal wave coming to the NASA's launch thing. The rocket is able to launch. Like, it's getting hit by the waves at this point. The rocket's still able to launch, like, just barely. Like, it, it looked like it got submerged for a bit, but it didn't somehow. Uh, and it makes it and they're like oh yeah that's great and like all the NASA staff who were like leaving like right after like they helped with the launch Mm -hmm. they were leaving like a helicopter and they just get like obliterated by the wave yeah and you're and you're and it's like it's not even like a focal point of the scene either Mm -hmm. like you're like seeing the wave and you just see the helicopter get swallowed yeah and you're like oh it's awful like (laughs) oh well so sad bye Rocco I've noticed like Emmerich makes like he just does the same thing in different movies. I've only seen two of his movies so far, and I'm just like... Roland Emmerich? Yeah, because he did Moonfall in 2012. And you know that thing we kept complaining about, like, making our characters almost, like, like oh, they're going to die, they're going to die, but then they make it out last minute? Mm-hmm. He did that a lot in this movie, too. Do you know what Roland Emmerich also directed? Like, Independence Day? The Patriot. I thought that was... I think he, the other guy. Uh, who, who was it? Dean Devlin? Yeah. He produced it. Okay. I See, I told you, these homies run in the same circles, man. These homies run in the same circle. Yeah. Okay, what did you think of the portrayal of mothers in this film? 
I didn't like the portrayal of anyone in this film. But I mean, mother specifically, like how that message was being like, how mothers are like blaming their fathers, you know, or with Joe's character as a mother that she works too hard, she doesn't really pay attention to her kid, like that kind of thing. I think honestly, this whole movie is just like gimmick after gimmick layered upon like trope after trope. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any, honestly, I I think I don't know why this movie was ever made. And I mean that in, like, the most serious terms. I feel like this movie was just, like, a litmus test to see if people were, like, still paying attention to, like, cinema. Mm. I feel like this movie does not need to exist. I feel like they, I feel like they made it mm-hmm. and produced it and distributed mm-hmm. it for the sole purpose of just seeing, like, oh, oh, let's see how much we can get away with. I don't think it's even that. I think he was just kind of hoping for the... Uh 2012 hype with this you know what i mean there was no hype like that's like 2012 had like a whole ad campaign yeah like ahead of it and like asking people like looking like the 2012 like mm-hmm. uh theory or, or myth or whatever maybe but we also weren't going to the movies that much in 2012 no i'm talking about when moonfall came out i mean yeah that's true but like that would have that gives you an even better chance because people have to stay home mm-hmm. you could have like put the money into making like ads or i whatever. do feel like moonfall probably should have like been distributing like a streaming service you could have done like the guy who, who played the conspiracy theory guy Sam Walter you could have you could have just had him like on like your on like who, who what company distributed Moonfall I'm not anyway whatever whatever company like their like YouTube or social media mm-hmm. and you just make like YouTube videos of him and he's like doing his like conspiracy theory and like end it with like hashtag Moonfall or some shit like that like that's literally all they could have done and this movie would have had better hype than it did Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, movies that play with either conspiracies mm-hmm. or disasters do really well when the hype surrounding it is, like, almost real. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember what it's called, but there's that theory of, like, you can't tell what's true and what isn't on social media mm-hmm. or on the internet because yeah. there's no, like... The way people talk, like, now, like... I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, did you hear the moon was falling from the sky? Mm-hmm. Like... That sounds like I'm not being real, but someone can just say, "Oh yeah, did you know the moon's falling from the sky on Twitter?" And you would be like, you would click on the thread because mm-hmm. you're like, "Are you being real or not?" Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So movie mega bad. structures. What mega structures? So I looked <sighs> it up if the mega structure theory was real, and it's called the hollow moon hypothesis. It proposes that Earth's moon is either wholly hollow or otherwise contains substantial interior space. No scientific evidence exists to support this idea. <laughs> <laughs> the word megastructure is spoken 87 times in this film. Oh, God. <laughs> of course it is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is I was crazy. Like, Good Lord. 87 times. Are you glad that we went into this movie roughly blind? Like we didn't watch it before? Do you yeah. kind of wish? Yeah, because I would I would not have, like... If we had watched this before, mm-hmm. I would not have, like, put it on our schedule. Yeah. If I had seen this movie and you suggested it, I'm like, say, we are not doing Moonfall. <laughs> Which is funny, because you picked this movie. I know. <laughs> I picked this movie, y'all. Puss and donkey, y'all. <laughs> so, you know how they were trying to nuke the moon? And I think we talked about it before. That Let's when, nuke the moon. I, I saw... I, I wanted to see, so how many nukes would it take to destroy the moon? And according to Forbes, it would take, like, 9,000... Wait, according to who? Forbes. Oh, Forbes? Yeah. You said Forbes. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Forbes. We are, yeah, they're Orbeez. But there's four of them. (laughs) Y'all remember Orbeez, like, those water balls? They still have them. Well, yeah, but, like, no one buys them anymore. People still buy them. We just don't have kids. (laughs) I didn't think they were... I didn't think kids could have them. Can I finish my fact? 
Mm-mm. <laughs> it would take 9,000 bombs of 15,000 kiloton Castle Bravo class to destroy the entire surface of the <laughs> moon. Fucking Castle Bravo. As for nukes, it would be 600 billion king bombs to blow up the moon. Czar. What? Czar. Czar? Czar. It was a Russian nuke. Okay. But um, Castle Bravo was an accident, which I think is really funny. Really? Well, I mean, the U.S., they wanted to set off the nuke, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, we think it's going to explode this much, and it exploded like three times that much, mm-hmm. and it almost killed the people observing it because they weren't far enough away. Oh, my God. Like, not like killed like radiation boys, like killed like they were in the blast zone, and they were like, and they were in a bunker, but like, they were like, why are the walls hot? <laughs> like, type, type beat, you know? <gasps> like, it almost... And also, it, like, uh... It radiated... Irradiated, uh... These Japanese fishermen that were in the area. They were far enough away, or so they thought. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh... Obviously, they weren't far enough away, and they got irradiated. And That's crazy. Whatnot. And that, so they did live, right? Yeah, they lived. All, I think all four of them lived or something. But that boat is now on display in Japan. That's awesome. That they were on. It's kind of a, uh, here's why the U.S. and nuclear war is bad. It's good. We should keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the KCN credit scene? What the fuck? <laughs> I, also, guys, we, I saw this thing. I was at school and I saw this advertisement. I was looking up something and they were like, oh, uh, Enric's plans for Moonfall 2. And I said, what? You can't get us a second time. <laughs> If he does come out with the Moonfall 2, we're contractually obligated to Earthfall, Earth is also hollow, and we're about to crash into the sun. <laughs> oh my god. It's just, what more can you do with the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Besides, like, rebuild? You know what I mean? Yar. Yeah. Yar. So we rated that movie, we both rated it a 2. Do you still stand by I that? I stand by that. I think Only because I can't give it a 0. And I'm not giving it a 1, because I'm saving 1 for, like, what I think. Okay, unless we find a worse movie, this is going to be the one. Yeah, I was like, about I'll, to say, I'll, I'll come back and change it. One. I'm just saving a two because in case we come up with a movie that's worse. Why? I'm going to say it's a one. I change it. Like, this only redeeming quality is that, like, the CGI is pretty cool. The, the CGI is, like, actually, like, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, CGI is getting better and better to the mm. point where, like, it's going to see be hard to see how we improve, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the next movie we watched, which was two weeks ago, was, uh, <laughs> Twister. Sahara, do you remember what you rated this movie? Uh, we'll save that for the end. No, do you remember what you rated it? Yeah, I remember. So what? I'm not telling Give you. Give me, like, um, on your hand. Four. Okay, well, don't gotta spoil it. I was saying, like, oh, do this or something, or whatever. Anyway, so, um, real quick. Okay. What do you think about the whole, like, divorce subplot in this movie? I thought it was dumb. Really? I didn't, I didn't give a shit. I was like, okay, Anne. Like, I get that that was the reason. Like, it was the catalyst of why a Bill Paxson's character had to go with them was to get her to sign. But I just thought it was kind of lazy. Yeah. Like, it just, it didn't need to be, like... Like, I feel like he could have, like, they could have ran into each other or, hell, he could even be chasing the tornado himself, you know, to get them together. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I just thought that was kind of a lazy subplot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, this movie I love. Like, uh, being from Oklahoma, this is an Oklahoma classic, you know? Mm-hmm. This is like Wizard of Oz for Kansas, Twister is Oklahoma, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, just, but also both tornadoes. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's not super good. Like, it's not, a, it's not by any me- means or metrics a, like, 
critically acclaimed movie, you know. But I mean, it's still good, and I yeah. like it. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of biased towards this movie. But you are. But what do you mean I am? No, it's okay, I'll elaborate then. But for you, it's like nostalgia. You watched this as a kid. Like, even when your sister came over, she it. was like, ooh, Twister. Yeah. So it's a nostalgic film for you, too. It's just a nostalgic film in general. It's got that early 90s but this was VHS my first, grain But for it. me, it was like the first... This was my first time seeing it. So. Yeah, it's got that VHS grain mm-hmm. feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only a handful of movies that have that. But like, I enjoyed it. I, I, I watched Volcano. I liked it better than our last movie, so that really helped. Yeah, anything was better than our last movie. Literally, bro. Like, come on. So I did mention in the intro that I thought Van Halen wrote Diana the Musical, which is not true. It's actually the keyboardist from Banjoey or Bonjoey, sorry. <laughs> Banjoey. Shut up. We are we are sober. I promise. I am. So I feel like we went off topic a lot in this episode. But what do you truly think of the weather? Kind of realistic, because mm-hmm. like it'll be blue sky and then it's like a tornado like immediately. Yeah. And I remember a lot of people when I was researching this movie, mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of YouTubers saying like, "Oh, well, how is the movie uh, like? Or how is the skies like perfectly clear now?" And then like five minutes later, they're mm-hmm. like stormy. And I'm like, clearly, you've never been to Oklahoma. Out, yeah, yeah, to the Oklahoma tornado alley specifically. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. clearly, clearly, you've never been here because yeah. like that's like guys, the sun comes out so freaking like the sky turns pink as soon as the storm's like over with. Okay, I just want to say, I remember. I was telling somebody when I was in college talking about Chinese season, I was like, you know, the old like, oh, you know, the weather changes every five minutes here. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. And they're like, and they're like, every, and they were like, everyone says that. And I was like, like here, like no, like every state, everyone says that. Everyone says like the weather changes. And I was like, okay, but listen, <laughs> I need you to understand that in Oklahoma, we mean it. Yeah, we say the weather's bipolar a lot. Like that's a common saying. Like if we're where if wherever you're listening from. If you think the weather changes a lot, please come here in, like, May or April. Like, on God. You never know what you're going to get. Dude, even in winter, like, it was, like, for, uh, I think the first or second week of October, mm-hmm. it was, like, 30 to 40 degrees. We had a tornado. <laughs> that usually only happens in, in April or May because it's, like, warm front hitting cold front. We were, like, in the middle of a cold front, and it was just a tornado out of random, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, it's so wild. Also, it snowed on Friday. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was last Friday. Should I tell them the date right now? No. Okay. Well, whatever. Well, we're recording this on a Wednesday in in November. I'll leave forgot which one. But uh, last Friday, it, like, snowed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even, like, snow snow. It was, like... And I know snow is, like, ice already but it was like just chunks of ice falling out of the sky like they weren't snowflakes it was chunks of ice falling out of the sky not hail either you know mm-hmm. but anyway but yeah i do think the weather was very realistic yeah and i feel like that's why like i can relate I'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah like i can watch this movie when it's raining and i go back outside when i'm done watching it and yeah i thought out. the weather aspect was really fun yeah and i really like like i didn't know that storm chasers like i thought they just chase one tornado and then they're done but it's like okay on to the next one and it's like wait what and they're getting paid to go chase tornadoes. Go I, chase the damn yeah, nato. Go chase the nader. So, on that note, I feel like Jonas wasn't really needed, and I thought his death was super extreme. Yeah, storm chasing isn't that serious. Yeah. All the meteorologists in Oklahoma are, like, buddies. Mm. Like, oh, okay. like, they're all good friends. Like, like, yeah. like, all the people I work with, they all, like, are very good friends with people. Because they make it seem like they're 
enemy is the tornado. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a being out to get them, and that is something that Joe needs to overcome. And I feel like Jonas was just, like, that added thing for Bill Paxton's character, but, like, whose name is Bill? I forgot. So, for Bill's character. And, like, he wasn't really needed. I felt like he wasn't really needed. Yeah, like, I understand, like, the dynamic they're trying to make. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they were, like, researching together, and one mm-hmm. of them stole their idea. Yeah. You know, I understand that, but, like, meteorology isn't like that. Like, I feel like the plot would have been just... It would have been exactly the same, even if Jonas wasn't there. So, Dorothy 1 doesn't work. They have another one. Let's try it again. Yeah. It still could have kept working, because we never see Jonas use his Dorothy equivalent, like, ever. Yeah. So... Hope, hope we did. Yeah, I know. I thought his death was really extreme. Like, they get, like, a... Like, a pole gets, like, goes right through their car, yeah. and then the tornado sweeps them up, and then the tornado spits them out, and their car explodes. And it's just like, why did he get such a gruesome death? Like, I get he's an asshole, but, like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, like it's so wild. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it, it was just unnecessary, like, mm-hmm. conflict. Yeah. Like, the, the, the antagonist is the tornado. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point is, like, trying to be able to give people a warning for tornadoes Mm -hmm. to be able to like prevent mass like death Mm -hmm. from tornadoes like that's the whole point so how are you gonna throw in this like secondary antagonist like halfway through the film or not even halfway like towards the beginning of the film Mm -hmm. like he's not why they're there Mm -hmm. they're there for the tornadoes yeah Anyway. I think he's just another, like, oh, let's up the stakes more. Yeah that that does make sense I don't Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Let's up the stakes for no reason. Yeah literally. So, we discussed during the scene between Joe and Melissa that her aunt calls Bill the human barometer, and we both weren't sure what that was. And it is an instrument measuring atmospheric pressure used especially in forecasting the weather. Oh, you don't know what barometer is? Altitude. Well, you said it was for air pressure, so you were kind of right. Oh, yeah. In the episode, so. What what does it do completely, then? Because I thought it was just air pressure. Measuring atmospheric pressure used especially in forecasting the weather and determining altitude. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, air pressure... Christian's like, yeah, the- Well, air pressure changes based on altitude. Yeah. Like, air pressure is a lot more dense uh, towards the... Uh, um, towards sea level. Mm. That's why I feel super muggy. Whatnot. Whereas... I air- just thought you would like to know that you were right. Oh, yeah. It feels really good. <laughs> Stroke my ego, baby. Oh, my God. So, we talked about steak and eggs, and I was really bothered by them. As, why? For the breakfast scene. Because I've, I've never heard of that. But You've it turns out... Steak and- yeah, no. Steak. Never. Never. IHOP serves like steak and eggs. I know, that's why I think it's weird. I thought that was just an IHOP thing. No. So it Denny's turns out it's a very that. popular breakfast item, strongly associated with Australia until the 1940s, where the United States Marine Corps took notes and made it their pre-landing breakfast. Write that down, write that down. I think it was just an excuse to have steak, to be completely honest really? with you. Really? I mean, I just it, it, like it's such a weird I mean, combination. Was, I mean, it was the war. Like, you know, you're not getting good steak all the time. It's, mm-hmm. You're getting rations, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think... I just thought that was a weird thing to have. I mean, steak and eggs, it's... I, and it seems like those two things, they take a while to cook. They make it seem like it's super easy, like, on the table. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Um, no one orders steak and eggs here. Like, it exists, and um, people have ordered it. Mm-hmm. But in Oklahoma, breakfast like at a place like that usually means going to a place like Waffle House if you have Waffle House in the deep south or just the regular south honestly uh, or you have a IHOP style breakfast mm-hmm. IHOP style breakfast you usually just get pancakes eggs bacon or sausage or whatever mm-hmm. uh, Waffle House style breakfast it's usually not pancakes mm-hmm. it's usually I know despite the name it's usually like oh hash browns eggs 
uh, bacon. Mm. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Like toast. You know, like it's a I, Waffle House breakfast. It feels like it's just a collection of smaller things, mm-hmm. and then like IHOP breakfast is just like pancake and then everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, so no one would get steak and eggs here really because that's like. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> it uh, is and I'm, weird. And I'm, I'm off topic. No, it's not. Well, it's not that it's weird. Like, I get it. Like, it's a good protein, but... And, and eggs? Yeah, and eggs. I don't know. I just thought it was Oh, weird. your blood cholesterol's through the roof, dog. You know what I mean? Like, so in Oklahoma, I don't think you would order... Especially from a diner. Yeah. Diners don't do steak and eggs. The only people I've ever seen do steak and eggs is I hope. Yeah, like diners don't do steak and eggs, which I thought, which I, that was that's why I thought it was weird. Yeah. So Harris thought it was weird when watching because it's it's steak and eggs. I thought it was weird that a diner is serving steak and eggs. There it wasn't a diner. It was Aunt Meg's house. Thought they were at a, no, they were at her house, and she's cooking for them. Okay, well, I mean, even that then, like, who wastes a perfectly good steak? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, <laughs> and just cook steak and eggs. They, oh, they were in a diner for something. No, they were not. Oh yeah, they were in a diner, but they didn't get anything to eat. They oh. got like that was just a. I, I think looking back on it now, my mind is just like tr- transplanted. Yeah, yeah. They were in a and diner. And it's not like steak is. It's, I don't think it, it takes steak a long time to cook, but I mean, like, it is kind of time consuming. I mean, you can cook it pretty fast, really? like, if you have a grill or yeah. if you're cooking it on the it stove. Kind of, it's just cooking it on a, on, a, on a black skillet. Yeah, stovetop. I mean, it doesn't take super long. Yeah. It's just, why would you waste a perfectly good steak for. But they made it seem like, oh, like, this is easy and we can make a lot of it. Like, that's what they made it seem like. And I'm like, that's true. And I'm like, the steak's kind of expensive. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Why would you waste it? Yeah. So one of the scenes that I really liked was when the one of the second to last tornado came through through the drive-in scene, and it was playing The Shining, and that, I thought that was such a cool effect. So that scene was really scary, mm-hmm. like especially when I was watching it as a kid. Yeah, it was scary. It was really cool. But like looking back on it now, post recording, mm-hmm. I'm realizing a few things. Tornadoes are loud. Yeah. Like, they are loud, loud. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean that, like, oh, it's windy. It's like a freight train going over your mm-hmm. house. So this movie... I wish this movie would up the sound for that, too. Mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't just a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh <laughs> of wind or whatever. Yeah. Like, there is, like, debris slamming into mm-hmm. shit or whatever. It's all... Yes, it is windy, but, you know, it's loud. It's, like, it's got some volume to it, mm-hmm. you know? It's not just whoosh. It's... Mm, like... I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they did a really good job making tornadoes look scary. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a good job making tornadoes sound scary. Yeah. But The Shining, because I feel like it, everyone's quiet to watch a movie. I feel like they would have heard the tornado moving in. Yeah. Because although they drop out of the sky, that tornado was like an F3 or F4. It was still a cool shot, though. What was that tornado? Was it an F3 or F4? It was an F4. F4? Tornadoes don't just drop out of the sky as an F4. Mm-hmm. They drop out of the sky as an F1 or 2, and they build up. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't just middle of nowhere F4 on a playground or mm-hmm. on a school or on yeah. a house or something. Like, yeah. it's like it's they drop out, and it's windy, and then it picks up, and then a cyclone starts, and it's a 1, mm-hmm. and then a 2. It's building up speed. It doesn't mm-hmm. just have speed. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I just really liked how this scene was, like, destroying, like the movie theater and Ben Snow the special effects artist states that he wanted to project the image of the film onto the tornado itself and the director was like that's not let's possible use, <laughs> let's use the shining that was a dream come true you had to take the film footage and convert it into a little texture maps and then project it yeah also um I pointed this out I was watching uh, the cinema sins video for this really? before we did our recording yeah. for it and um 
they were like, oh yeah, this film is like the, the, the like this drive-through theater is just showing a montage of like the infamous like the famous clips from The Shining because mm. it, it was showing. I think it showed one thing like out of order. It was showing the twins. It was and showing then the at, twins. And then they left. And then after that, it was um, him saying, oh, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny as like, the tornado was, rips yeah. the screen. Mm-hmm. And they were, but they were only talking for, like, two minutes tops yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So, Christian, you mentioned what book Aunt Meg was reading before the tornado hit her house. And you were right again. What book was it? It was Dante's Inferno. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. The book also features in features a tornado in the second circle of hell that punishes people ruled by lust. So... I rated it a four, and you rated it a six. Are you sticking by it? I'm gonna stand beside him. I'm gonna give it a seven. Really? I think I'm gonna up mine too. I'm, I'm gonna give it a five. I, I actually I did like this movie, and I'd probably watch it again. It's a really good disaster film because mm-hmm. it doesn't focus on a disaster. It focuses mm-hmm. on the people that are affected by the disaster. Yeah. As well as trying to find a solution, which I think is really light. And, and they're even realistic. They're not trying to stop all tornadoes. They're yes. trying to make tornadoes not deadly and yes. not as deadly. Yes. They un- like they understand their circumstances. Mm-hmm. Geostorm fails because it tries to literally have humans play God mm-hmm. and change the weather mm-hmm. unrealistically and unscientifically. Here they understand their situation. They're under. They understand tornadoes. You can't stop them. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to be able to set up an advanced warning system, which didn't exist until the late nineties. Wow. Like. You had, like, back in the day, mm-hmm. you had, like, they saw, they see the tornado on the ground, like, call up your friends because their house is right there. Wow. Like, it's like, you don't have a warning. Like, yeah. I mean, there were warnings or whatever, but they weren't super widespread because yeah. they were expensive. Well, thank God we have them now, you know? Because mm-hmm. we live in that area where, like, we live in Oklahoma City, so, like, where, not to dox ourselves, but. <laughs> We live in the part where it's like super central, so we can hear all the tornado sirens go off. It goes, and then you hear the next one go, like right behind it. Mm -hmm. So once you hear the first one go off, the second one, and then the third one, and you just like, we we know we know when it's going down, you know. So by the way, and I looked Mm -hmm. this up specifically for here, Mm -hmm. but Sahara, do you know when the first official tornado forecast and tornado warning was made? When for the nineteen forty eight. Tinker Air Force Base tornadoes. Whoa. And you've if you've been in the commissary, mm-hmm. you've seen the photos of like the planes like go turned over and whatnot, mm-hmm. like on the wall. Yeah. That was that. That's crazy. And, uh, on March twenty fifth, nineteen forty eight, the first such forecast came after the events that occurred five days earlier on March twentieth, nineteen forty eight. Uh Captain Robert C. Miller, a yeah. California native who became stationed at Tinker three weeks earlier, was assigned to work the late shift as a forecaster for the base's air weather service office that we that evening. Uh Analyzing U.S. Weather Bureau service maps and upright air charts that failed to note atmospheric instability and moisture content present o- over Oklahoma that would be suitable for producing thunderstorm activity, erroneously forecasting dry conditions for that night. So they were like, oh, it's going to be dry or whatnot. There's not going to be a storm. <laughs> Little did they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, at 9.30 p.m., forecasters from Will Rogers sent a warning to Tinker that the storm was encroaching the city, mid- Midwest city. That's the city located around Tinker. Uh, and producing gusts of 92 miles per hour and, quote, tornado south on ground moving northeast. Well, Rogers is, like, south of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Midwest City and Tinker Air Force Base are, uh, are northeast of Will Rogers, but they're just east of regular Oklahoma City. It caused, back then, like, an estimated... Ten, I don't know if it's estimated for today's money or then money, but it's $10 million in damage. Jesus. But, like... Um, 
this actually got like uh, a tribunal like in Washington DC over this really uh, but luckily they ruled that the March 20th tornado was quote an act of God not forecastable given the present state of the art the art being they don't have the technology to forecast weather like that mm-hmm. uh uh and that they were unable to... Because what had happened was, like, they, they tried to secure a bunch of aircraft, like, to the ground, but mm-hmm. obviously they couldn't do everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was the first tornado forecast. It was in Oklahoma. That's crazy. But yeah, I think it's an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd, I'd put it on. Yeah, I was, I was also trying to look up, like, when the, like, first, like, like those warning things mm-hmm. it came out, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right, so our last film, 2012... So we did a lot of inconsistencies, dumb science things, and that counter was uh, 10. For 2012? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We kind of stopped counting for a bit there, but it did, yeah. So we talked a little bit about the whole, like, December 21st, 2012 world is ending mm-hmm. because the Mayan calendar is. So I researched why people thought that. But for the Mayans, it was just the end of a cycle. And I tried to research, like, okay, well, did they plan on, or is is there another calendar that they moved on to? And I couldn't find anything. Like the Mayans? Mm -hmm. Like, you you didn't know? Oh, you you don't know? Well, I I know what happened. Like, they got, like, you know, but, like... Well, their civilization kind of just, like, collapsed. I know, but were they, like, making another one, or did that get lost? Well, their civilization kind of collapsed, like over 500 years ago mm-hmm. and so I think that they thought that they had time like we don't gotta make a new one for 700 years mm. I think I feel and I feel like with your civilization collapsing I feel like you had other things on the mind you know but I was just thinking that I think it's crazy that humans are just really obsessed with the world ending you know what I mean yeah I mean every every religion has an exactly. end of days thing yeah so. so exactly so I think it's really crazy that we're like we're so fascinated with our doom you know mm-hmm I just thought that was an interesting thought. So we talked about how we felt about 2012 mentally affecting us, but also a Glee episode that we forgot to mention. We did we? Yeah, so there was a Glee episode. And if you guys watched Glee like me and my sister did, you will know that Sam and Brittany, they were seniors, I believe, in high school. And they got married and spent all their money because they thought the world was ending. And I thought that was really funny. Amazing. And that did happen in real life a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Was your family 2012 preppers? No. I thought it was dumb. (laughs) I remember it was on New Year's uh, turning into 2012, like from 2011. Mm -hmm. And somebody said that at our family's New Year's party, Mm -hmm. whatever. And my mom was like, you don't actually believe that, do you? (laughs) Oh my god. Someone mentioned it, whatever. Luckily they said no. So we briefly discussed The Harbinger, but it's by Jonathan Cain, and it's loosely a fictional novel rooted in biblical analysis regarding a real-life nonfiction connection, a prophecy about ancient Israel that was eventually fulfilled in the 8th century BC, when Israel was destroyed in certain events and facts related to all the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Wait, what? (laughs) So basically, Jonathan, so you know how I said that I think that he related all the biblical context yeah. to 2012, but it's actually way worse. It was 9-11. <laughs> Oof. I know! Uh, Oof. But yeah. Anyway, he caught his bag. He caught his bag. So I said that the movie goofed about Einstein knowing about Earth dis- Earth crust displacement theory. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. He did know about it, and he even supported it, even though it was a controversial theory. Yeah. 
I did not. Mm-hmm. A lot of my jokes fell flat for you, huh? I was like giving them out, and you were like, "Ha ha." <laughs> Oh, okay, what was one that you had? I don't remember. They weren't that funny, see? <laughs> I'm kidding. You're, you're funny. I just, I, I think we were just too high. So I did look up to see if the U.S. had an apocalypse plan, and it looks like we do. It's just every article that I've read about it talks about how they're constantly revising it. Do not bring the black people. Oh, we can't put that. Revise it. <laughs> it's okay, Christian. You can laugh. Do not bring the African-American <laughs> Re- Rewrites it. Oh, my God. So, do you remember the scene between the Tibetan monks where he hands on the satchel with the key? The th- Tibetan monks with what? Well, do you remember when the Tibetan monks were talking? And yeah. then he throws him the, the, the satchel and then with the key on it? Do you remember that? No. Okay, well, it just hit me. Because I said, what did he give him? I'm not sure. What did he give him? It was the car key to the truck to go get his family. I remember now. Yeah, because we were like really confused. Like, why would he do that? And oh it just hit God. me. It hit me when we were talking about it. I was like... He gave him the truck keys. But they were on a mountain or something, right? Yeah, Loki. Why did they have a car on the on the mountain? Well, how'd they get out there, Christian? They walked. It's a mountain. You don't drive a car up a mountain. You have to have roads. Well, okay, I, okay. Well, you did they drive, have roads? You can drive up Utah's mountain. They have roads. Are you saying the Tibetan like monks? Like, up? Well, uh, yes. they're up on the side of the mountain. I'm pretty sure they have... Anyway, he gave him the car keys. Either way. I imagine the Himalayas, and they're, like, not road-friendly, so... Okay, Christian. Okay, Christian. So, I don't know if he mentioned it, but Caesar the dog does live. Oh, he what? lives till the end. He is shared with Lily and the newly orphaned Russian boys. And we forgot to give this movie a plot rotation, so would you like to do that now? We did. What no, we didn't. We didn't. Because I said the... Uh, I don't think we even gave it a puff-puff-pass or a puff-puff-smash. Is it a puff-puff-pass or puff-puff-smash? I feel like if you were in the mood for a nitty gritty disaster movie, it's a puff puff smash. Puff puff smash. But like literally watching this movie for you guys, it's a puff puff pass. Doing it because we have to makes us hate it. <laughs> As with most of the other films that we've done. Not really. I'm kidding. Yeah. Not really. I enjoy Fifty Shades. <laughs> Fifty Shades Moonfall on this one. <laughs> That's my nightmare blunt rotation. Oh my god. These movies. Okay, no. what's your blunt rotation? Go. Nightmare or dream. Um, which one do you want to do? Nightmare Blunt Rotation. Definitely got to be uh, uh, Russian guy's girlfriend. Tamara. Tamara. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys. Okay. His, his, so, Russians. Uh, that counts as three. Uh, and um, the main character's wife. <laughs> Kate. Kate. <laughs> Could not stand Kate. Oh my god. She was like, so where do we go now? Why do you need that map? Why are you going over there? Please stay. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, okay, so my nightmare blunt rotation would be the crack in the grocery store. Charlie Frost. Wait, the what? The crack in the grocery store. Oh, my fucking God. Um, the pull-ups that got mentioned three times in the film. Your. It was Huggies pull-ups, to be exact. Specifically exacted. Huggies. It was specifically Huggies Pacifically. pull-ups. Okay. So um, loves her Huggies. The Tibetan monk who overpoured. I feel like he probably needs a blunt. When you were a kid, what pull-ups did you have? I don't know. I had pampers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were a Huggies kid. I don't fucking know, Christian. I feel like you do. I don't. You call up my parents and ask. I don't want to call up your parents. <laughs> they probably tell me. I want to hear it from you. Okay, I need one more. Um, you don't need one more. I think the pilot that got crushed by the... <laughs> 
Okay, so I rated this movie a four, and you rated it a six. Are we standing? Are we standing by that? Mm, I'm gonna step on my four. I gave 2012 a six. Mm-hmm. Knocked that down to five. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think of this? What would you rate this whole month overall? Four. A four? I was going to say a five. And like three of those points are coming from Twister. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, Twister was so good that I'm not giving this like a two. Mm-hmm. But like, this month's movies were terrible. I thought I was going to enjoy this month, dude. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, hell yeah. And then like, Moonfall kind of just like shit the bed. I know. And then, well, actually, no, it was Geostorm wasn't mm-hmm. good, and then Moonfall shit the bed. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, at least I still have Twister. <laughs> yeah. But does that make you excited for our next theme month? Mm hmm. And what is that, Sahara? We're doing Christmas movies! Cause this is Christmas! We are so excited. I've been looking forward. So looking forward to have an excuse to watch Christmas movies. We're watching Grinch all four weeks. (laughs) Every week you're getting a new. just an analysis yeah a new analysis well we're doing it from different characters so the first week is Grinch's point of view (laughs) the second week is the mayor's point of view the third week is Cindy Lou Who's point of view and then the fourth week is Max's point of view oh my god oh my god okay so we will be kicking off our Christmas movies with Paul Blart Mall Cop Paul Blart so excited I haven't watched the movie in a hot minute so stay tuned the Teen Titans Go movie oh my god stay tuned for that guys I'm kidding it's not but please, you can follow, follow us, us on Puff Puff Pass. If I can find it. Is I don't it? I don't know our thing. You don't okay. know our own Twitter? No, anymore? bro. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at Puff Pass Podcast. And we also have a Tumblr at Because Twitter dead. It might be. Soon. At Puff Puff Pass Podcast. Wait, Puff Puff Pass? Yeah, they let me hold it the whole thing. Oh my god. I know. I was surprised. I forget I forget Tumblr kinda lets anything slide. Yeah, I know. It's a mouthful. And then our email is puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. That's puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. One more time, that's puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. We promise that we are completely and utterly sober. You know at the end of those, uh, like, advertisement infomercials? Oh, yeah, and they keep repeating. That's... That's four 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 one two three four five four five. That's one four 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 one two three four five four five. Again, that's one two three. <laughs> and I'm like, we got it the first time. I feel like that's for old people. It is, but the number's <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's on the screen. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>